finds uh, their seat this morning, uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, uh, I want to accomplish three things this morning. It's my goal with our time uh, this morning, and here are the three things. I want to give us a stronger desire to share our story. Number two, I want to give us some practical tips to help us share our story. And number three, I'm going to share my story with you. To give you a little bit of background, uh, if many of you remember several months ago, uh, Mark uh, had Robbie uh, share his testimony uh, one Sunday morning just briefly. And, and what Mark and Robbie doesn't know is that uh, a few weeks before that, the Lord really just began to, to stir in my heart uh, the importance of Christians sharing their story. And I, I'm more convinced today than, than ever before that uh, Christians have grown quiet. That, that we've allowed the devil the upper hand in keeping us from sharing our testimony. And so uh, sitting uh, here or here went that Sunday morning, uh, the, the Lord confirmed in my heart uh, the, the, the theme for our youth retreat just a few weeks ago. Uh, and, and that theme was my story. And so we spent two weekends ago with our students up in Gatlinburg walking through uh, my story. And, and the desire there was to give our students more confidence and, and better how-tos into sharing their faith journey, their walk with Christ. And so that's my desire this morning is to share a little bit uh, from, from my heart the conviction that I've felt and that we as Christians, we should be sharing our story. But I think a lot of times the reason why we don't share our story is because we don't know how. And so at the end of each pew, in the center here on the middle aisles and on the chairs here and here and then on the ends here, you'll see there's a note card or an index card it might be white, it might be colorful, but either way. Uh, and then you'll see a handout that says, God's story is my story. Uh, if you would, just pass those down the, the row, down your aisle. Uh, and if there's not enough, uh, then tap somebody behind you or in front of you and, and see if they can share uh, with you uh, a note card or the handout. But this is, I know you're not going to like this, but you've got homework all right? You have homework, uh, but it's all good, I promise. Uh, what what uh, the Lord has, has been speaking to me about over the, the last few days is uh, quality over quantity, right? Now, if I were to share my story, the long version, I would go back to July the 1st, 1984. But y'all don't want to hear the long version, right, of when I was born and everything in between. That's, that's irrelevant this morning for the short time that we have together. But I do believe that if we spend enough time, we can condense our story to where it's a, a quality story on an index card. Because if we're honest, in the short time that we have with people, that's about all the time that we have. 
And at the end of the day, when it comes to my story, they, they don't really care that I grew up as a kid that, that on the first day of school pits to fit because I wanted to wear cowboy boots, shorts, no shirt, and a cowboy hat. Nobody, nobody they, they don't want to hear that, right? Or that at age seven, I chased my brothers around with a bullwhip, and that's how I got the upper hand on them growing up. That doesn't matter. So at the very end, I'm going to share my story with you, but I want you to take, I want you to take this index card home with you. Um, or, you know, you're not going to hurt my feelings. If the Lord speaks to you right now, and you want to begin to write your story on your index card, that's not going to hurt my feelings at all. More power to you. But use this little handout here that I did not create. I can't take uh, credit for this. Uh, Billy Graham, uh, the Evangelistic Association, and you can Google this, uh, came up with this little, help, this little cheat sheet in helping you write your story. And, and a couple of uh, different questions that, that you can ask and answer uh, yourself in developing your own story. But the three things that I want to do and accomplish this morning with you is give you a stronger desire to share your story because your story matters. Your story matters. And number two, give you some practical tips which you've got in front of you now to help you create and write your story. And then lastly, I'm going to share a little bit of my story with you. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the first 11 verses. That's where we're going to be this morning. We're going to look at Paul's letter here to the church in Corinth. Uh, We're going to look at at his words uh, in the the first 11 verses of this chapter uh, and look at how our story matters. So 1 Corinthians chapter 15, starting in verse 1. Now, brothers, I want to clarify for you the gospel I proclaimed to you. You received it and have taken your stand on it. You're also saved by it. If you hold to the message I proclaim to you, unless you believed to no purpose. Verse 3. For I passed on to you as most important what I also received. That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to scriptures. Verse 5, and that he appeared to Cyphus, Peter, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to over 500 brothers at one time, most of whom remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Verse 8, last of all, as to one abnormally born, he also appeared to me. For I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by God's grace, I am what I am. And his grace towards me was not ineffective. However, I worked more than any of them, yet not I, but God's grace that was with me. Last verse, verse 11. Therefore, whether it is I or they, so we preach and so you have believed. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you again for this time. Thank you for this opportunity 
to open up and to study, to learn, and to grow from your word. I pray you'd have your way. I pray your presence would be among us right now. I pray all this in Christ's name. So three things I want to share with you really quickly from 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and these 11 verses. First of all, as you see in the first two verses, Paul says, Now, brothers, I want to clarify for you the gospel I've proclaimed to you, that you've received it and that you've taken your stand on it, and that you've also been saved by it, and if you hold to the message I proclaim to you, unless you believed it to no purpose. As I read those two verses, all I could think about when it relates to our story is the fact that we need to be confident in our story. We need to be confident in our story. And as Paul is is talking and, and writing here to the people, he wants to clarify the gospel message that's been proclaimed to them. To, to not question it, to not doubt it, to not wonder, but to be confident in the message that was proclaimed to them and the message that they received in the gospel. And boy, I think so often we lose confidence in our faith. We, we allow the devil to, 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 to creep in and to tell us and to make us believe your, your faith journey doesn't matter. No, nobody wants to hear your story. Are you, are you, are you really saved? Did, did you really give your life to Christ? Am, am I speaking truth here? Have you been there? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then just like the church in Corinth, many years ago, we today need the same reminder, do we not? Absolutely. And, and only you and God know where you stand. It doesn't matter what I think or, or, or see or, or whatever. It matters between your heart and God where you stand, and only you know that. And at the end of the day, Paul's desire is that the people in Corinth, and I believe it's God's desire today, that we have confidence in our story. That we believe the gospel message that was proclaimed to us. And not only do we believe it, but we're, we're so confident in it that we're living it out through our lives. The second thing that I see is, is I read the, the last or the, the next five verses from verse 3 to verse 7. Paul begins to proclaim the gospel to them, does he not? And I just thought, boy, when it, when it comes to our story, we need to be convicted by our story. Because our story is not our story. You see, our story is God's story for our life. And this is the story that we should be living out in verse 3. Paul says that I passed on to you as most important 
that I also received this message, which is the gospel, that Christ died for our sins according to scriptures, that he was buried and on the third day rose again according to scripture. You see, that's the gospel message. That's the story that you and I have been called out to live daily. And it's a story of conviction, right? Am I right? That when it comes to the cross and Christ's sacrifice on the cross for our sins should lead us to conviction because we're a sinner in need of a Savior. So it's a story of conviction. The third thing that I want to point out to you starts in verse 8. And, and ends uh, our story. But, but I see a story of commitment. I see a story of commitment. And, and Odell, when he came up and, and was talking about the older generation uh, to the millennials, well, if there was ever a need for more commitment, it's today. No question. And, and Paul basically says in verse 8 that, look, I, I'm unworthy. I, I didn't deserve this. Didn't deserve to be a part of it, but guess what? He died for me too. Boy, how how often does the devil sell us that lie? That we're unworthy? That God doesn't love us? That that your sins are are too great? You're too far gone? Paul says that I'm the least of the apostles. if, If there were ever one unworthy, it was me. No question. But by God's grace, and I highlighted this in my Bible, and your version may be different, but in mine it says, I am what I am. You know, I am what I am. I've come to grips with that in my own life. You know, I, I, I am what I am at this point. And I'm okay with that. Because I know who I belong to. And God's called me to be confident in that because I'm convicted by a story. And through that conviction, I'm called to be committed to my story, the story that God is writing on my heart and that I am who I am, but only because of who God is and the story He's writing through my life. So I want to share with you really quickly And our students had the opportunity on our retreat to do the same thing, to write their story. And they used the exact same handout that you have in front of you to help them write their story. And I'm just, I'm going to read you my story, okay? I hope that's okay. Um, Over time, I would hope that you would stick this in a place where you could read it and you could memorize it, right? That you could memorize this and and wouldn't have to to look at it or read it, but I want to read mine to you and I promise it doesn't start back in 1984 Um, though my story uh, might be different than yours I want you to understand something that every single person sitting here might listen to it online later down the road your story matters and your story is worth telling your story is worth telling. So don't ever let anyone or anything 
keep you or prevent you from sharing your story or making you believe that your story doesn't matter because it does. So here goes my story. I was a teenager who was chasing after their own things. I found fulfillment in sports, girls, and popularity and thought I was immortal. At 16 years old, I'd hit rock bottom and found myself empty and alone. That's when God began to to draw me to Him through Sandra. I knew the gospel message, but I was seeing it lived out before me and realized I needed Jesus to be first in my life. Sports, girls, and popularity left me empty. And it was time to fully surrender my life to Christ. I do worry about what people think and say, but with this decision to follow Christ, I never second-guessed it. My life today is different, but only because of Jesus and His gift of salvation. I'm learning every day that my story, my life, is in fact His story that He's already written. See, that's the beauty in my story and everyone else's. As a child of His, I get to be a part of the greatest story ever written. I'm not perfect, nor will I ever be. But, see, I don't have to be. Jesus' sacrifice was perfect, and through His sacrifice, I'm made right with God. Now through my story, I get to share the greatest story ever told. See, that didn't take three to four minutes, did it? Might have taken 60 seconds, 90 seconds, I don't know. What's your story? Your story might be different than mine, and that's okay. But I pray at the heart of your story is the grace of God and the gift of salvation only received through Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. So I think today, as as we read and we looked in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I, I think Paul's letter there, Paul's words there, are, are incredibly uh, valuable and important to every single one or every single individual, whether you're saved, you're not saved, or you're prodigal. I think that story applies to everyone. Maybe you're a prodigal and you need to come back. And God's calling you back. And, and Paul's first two verses, there, those first two verses in 1 Corinthians are calling us back to be confident in the gospel message that we first heard. Maybe you've never been saved. Maybe you've never committed your life to Christ. Well, those next couple of verses, salvation's laid out before us. Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. Right? Be convicted by that and be drawn to God. Then the last couple of verses, I think, is to the Christian. That, hey, be confident in who you are. In knowing that God has created you to be you and no one else. And be confident in that. And continue to grow and continue to strive to be more and more like Jesus every single day. You don't have to be perfect. 
because that perfect sacrifice has already been given. You just be you. I am what I am. And I'm good with that. So let me pray with you this morning. Lord Jesus, thank you for the time. Thank you for this opportunity. And, and God, I just, uh, however you want to speak to hearts and move, uh, God, I pray that you do so. That, that your spirit would move freely uh, this morning. And that, God, you would give us, uh, those that are saved, a confidence like never before to share our story. I pray for that prodigal or that you draw him back to you by using whatever means necessary but draw him back to you, God. Give them confidence in the gospel that they've heard that's been proclaimed. And Father, for that soul that's lost, I pray that you would draw them to conviction. They would see their need for you in their lives they would confess their sins and surrender completely to you Lord have your way this morning thank you for the time we pray all this in Christ's name Amen